everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tegan. Hey. And we are going to be talking all about work today. So I've shared with you guys that I recently started a new job. However, Tegan has also started a new job through the pandemic. So we mm-hmm. thought we would talk all about starting a new job remotely, knowing a lot of people are still working from home. And Tegan and I are qualified to talk about this since yeah. that is how we've started our new jobs. I also thought, or no, <laughs> we also thought it would be good to talk about how to turn coworkers into actual friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like that time after school, it's hard to meet new people or to expand your friend group. So we just want to talk about how you can turn your coworkers into real friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I feel like if you're a student listening to this and you're still not working, all of this could be applied to school as well. Like how do you turn fellow students into friends? How do you get into, you know, school mode when it's all online? So yeah. I feel like it can kind of apply to that too. Yeah. Amazing. So Tag, do you want to maybe just like tell any new listeners? First of Mm -hmm. all, actually, let's just give a shout out to those new listeners. Our listens have been going up for Mm -hmm. the past few weeks, like really drastically. So hey, guys, nice to meet you. Thanks for tuning in. But Tag, do you want to maybe tell our new listeners what you do for a living? Yeah, so I am a video editor. And I don't do just video like I edit this podcast. But That's my nine to five and I'm in advertising mostly for TV shows and movies. And like Sadie said, I returned or I started a job in the pandemic, but it was a job that I had previously worked at. So I feel like we kind of have two different perspectives because like 75% of the team I had already met in person True. So, but there are a few people that I have only known virtually. Yeah. So, But at the very beginning of the pandemic, you started a job remotely too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. your job before this job and you yeah. never really met those people in person. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or it wasn't until months after. So I feel you mm-hmm. have like lots of experience. With this. <laughs> when it comes to work, I think I've lived like eight lifetimes. That's very true. Yeah. You've experienced it all. Yeah. I feel like we grew up with like your parents would work one job at one company for mm-hmm. their entire life. And that's just like not the way the world works anymore. So I definitely 100%. have a lot of experience with you know starting jobs leaving jobs freelance yeah so I yeah I do feel like I am prepared to talk about this yeah I love it great well I also actually ironically went back to a company that I've worked at before. Mm -hmm. So I've spent the past two years working for a different company in a slightly different industry. However, I still work in retail, but Mm -hmm. I work on the paid media slash marketing side of things. So basically any like paid social media ads, that's what I do on a day-to-day is like setting Mm -hmm. those up and whatnot for retail 
I was going to say companies. Yeah, retail companies. <laughs> um, so that is what I do. Quite different from Tegan. She's on like the more creative side. And obviously, like you said, a little bit more like TV and whatnot, mm-hmm. where I'm just like full on paid ads and really focused on like the media side of things. But I'm still continuing to do that in my new job, but I'm just expanding beyond just social. So Mm. taking on some Google stuff and remarketing stuff, affiliates, and just like other digital channels beyond social. So Mm -hmm. that is what I do. I also think just the two of us coming together on this episode is like perfect since we obviously do have different experiences we have yeah different personalities even mm-hmm. you know and just the work that we do on the day-to-day is also quite different so yeah we can see how this works for both of us or like we can yeah both bring different ideas that have worked for us in the past yeah I feel like the first job that I worked because it was agency like ad agency like the social part of work is so important and I know that that's Mm. like different for each industry that you're in but I feel like it will never hurt your career by being like friendly and having like friends and allies that you see on the day-to-day and outside of like you know it's good for your career it also I just think makes work so much more enjoyable Totally. You spend so much time at work. So it's like if you hate the people you work with, yeah. like that's going to shape your whole vibe towards work, you know? Yeah. Like you just spend so much time with them. You spend so much time at work or working. Yeah. Everything, yeah, it needs to be like good vibes. Yeah. I feel like it's nice too to just have people there who – Like, if something's bugging you, you can, like, get it off your chest to them and they understand, like, the context. Like, it's kind of hard to Mm -hmm. talk about work with your friends who, like, know nothing about it. Like, they don't know the people, especially, like, if you're, you know, say you're me and you're working on a video project and you're talking to someone who's, like, a scientist. They're going to be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So it can also be nice to have someone to vent to. Yeah, 100%. Honestly, I think that's been the biggest adjustment starting my new job is even though it is a company I've worked at before and I know some of the people Yeah. at my last job, I had like my work besties that I just like talk to all day, every day on Slack from nine to five. And it was like any thought that popped in my head, anytime anybody said anything mm-hmm. that I found funny, like I shared it with them and they did yeah. the same with me, you know, and it's just like, yeah, having those people to, of course, bounce like work ideas off of and Mm -hmm. just like chat things through. But it just is so important to have somebody to like vent to, obviously, since work can get so stressful. Mm -hmm. And at least me, I can get extremely worked up and anxious about things that when I just talk it out, it's just like such a weight off my shoulders. Yeah, that's a good point too about like as much as it's nice like to have friends a lot of times I'm like I don't know how to do this like you Mm -hmm. don't know how to do anything and then if you have like a work bestie that you can ask without any like fear or like embarrassment I do this like once a day at least where I'll message Mm -hmm. my like work friend and be like 
I don't know how to do this. Do you know how to do this? And he'll either be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. or he'll be like, no, but I found this YouTube video that explains it. You know what I mean? And so having, like, I keep using the word ally as if it's like a reality (laughs) TV show, but it is nice to have an ally that you like fully trust, I think. Yeah, 100%. I will say though that like I've never except like it's never been the goal of any of my jobs to make friends at the job you know what I mean like I've always accepted jobs because I'm really excited about like the actual work yeah and of course like company culture and whatnot like weighs into my decision to go work for that company but overall I'm just like I'm here to work and yeah it's kind of funny because every job I've had up to this point in my career, I've made really, really good friends from each mm-hmm. job, even though that wasn't my intention. And I think that's kind of what we want to get into talking about is how can you do that? And mm-hmm. what did I do like even without thinking I was doing that to like turn those coworkers into actual friends? And Tag, I feel like you too, like you've kept mm-hmm. in touch with people from past jobs or, yeah. you know you take somehow we take it to that next level where they're not just people we talk about work stuff anymore or just talk to during work hours but yeah. they're actual friends in our lives. Yeah, well I think you bring up a really good point which is like you shouldn't be going to your job like this will be a great opportunity to socialize. Like yeah. <laughs> the priority should be obviously like maybe it's that you want to get a paycheck but to do that you have mm-hmm. to like do the work. And it's not like, okay, time to hang out with my friends. And so I think that's kind of where it all has to start is you have to start off by being a good coworker. Because if you are someone who's like not doing your job, dropping the ball, annoying the people around you, people don't want to be your friend. Yeah. And like nothing you can do. It doesn't matter how friendly you are. If you're making their lives harder, then. Yeah. It's like if you can't pull your weight when you're being paid to, why would you as just Mm -hmm. like a personal favor to a friend? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, sets the vibe as to the type of person you are. If you're extremely scatterbrained or unreliable or, you know, somebody they can't count on in work, they probably aren't going to count on you with their personal lives either. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's totally it. And also you really bond with people over your work. Like if it's people you work with really closely, like I said, you spend so much time with them that I feel like it's just a natural progression to start asking them about their weekend to, you know, start learning things about their lives and then starting to ask more personal questions and comments on, you know, things they have going on outside of work. And I think that's how you can like slowly become like more friends than just coworkers. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that that's like, I feel like that's a really key element. Like something that I always do is when I first get in, I say good morning to every person I see. And like, I'm not going out of my way. Like I'm not knocking on people's office doors to say good morning. (laughs) But if I pass someone, I'm like, good morning. If it's a Monday, I say like, how was your weekend? And, you know, or if we talked about it on Friday, I could ask like, hey, how did that thing go on the weekend? You know, like little interactions like that where just like if they associate you with getting your work done on time they associate you as like a friendly person or a smiley person or a morning person 
which I think mm-hmm. also helps. Yeah, 100%. And I think too, like you said, it was it's about like actually being interested and like mm-hmm. showing you care about them as a human, not just like yeah. as your coworker and remembering those little things they've shared with you so you can ask them about it. Like I think that's what really takes you to the next level because people will eventually start sharing things about their families, their pets, like whatever in their personal life and remembering all those things. So you can be like, Hey, like, you know, how did this go? How did that Mm -hmm. go? It just makes it. Yeah. So much more of a friendly conversation than just work focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing that I found makes a big difference is grabbing lunch with people So when I start a new job or even when I'm freelancing, if I'm going to lunch, I say, does anyone want me to grab you something? Does anyone want to come with me? And Mm -hmm. even though like a lot of times when I start a new job, most people say no because they don't know me. But then eventually someone's going to say yes. And then that can be your bestie. Exactly. That is actually so true. That's how I became such good friends with my friends at my last job is we ate lunch together every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we needed that break in the day from our work. So we would just spend it together. And it's like, well, what else are you going to talk about for that hour? You know, Mm -hmm. like you're sitting there eating, of course, you're going to start to get to know each other and talk about more than just work stuff. So that is such a big thing. I think it is hard if you're starting a job remotely, or if you're maybe started in the office, but you're like, mainly communicating with people remotely, it can be hard to either make friends since that office element or that in-person element gets taken away. Mm -hmm. But I think setting up coffee chats, I know that's cringy. Everybody says it and I hate (laughs) coffee chats, but afternoon breaks are just as important or even, no, maybe not morning breaks. (laughs) I was going to say morning (laughs) breaks, but morning coffee, you know. Afternoon breaks are just as important as like a lunchtime break. And even if it's just like 10, 15 minutes, if you're new at a job or somebody else is new and you're mm-hmm. like wanting to be friendly to them, just set up 15 minutes with them, maybe once a week or bi-weekly, even once a month and just like have that time to chat, you know, go on video, have like a Teams call, Zoom call, whatever technology yeah. you use. And that can be a really great way to bring that in-person element to your remote work setup. Yeah, this is something that I do currently. So we'll have like a department-wide, we call them like check-ins, a department-wide check-in. And then I'll have a one-on-one check-in with my supervisor. And the idea is that if there's something like a red flag that needs to be brought up, this is where you would do it. Although 99% of the time we use it just as like what you were saying, like a check-in and we just chat about like what movies we've seen and what we're doing that weekend. And Mm -hmm. because with COVID so much of like the social element of work is gone. And exactly. So it's nice, even though like maybe it's lame that you have to schedule it in, but I feel like if you don't schedule it in, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think too, like if you're someone who's been at your job for a while and you know the people well, like you have your work besties already like situated, Mm -hmm. think of the new people who are joining, you know, they might not have 
that time already set up in their calendar or they might not know who to set time up with. So reach out to them and try to be like that friend to them because they need somebody just as much as you needed somebody when you first started. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point too. Especially say you're new and you have like a couple friends, but you don't know many people. If there's someone new joining the team, this is like the perfect chance to, you know, meet someone new, actually make a friend, help them out, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel in those team like meetings, like you were saying, just people like kind of having small talk about their weekends, you kind of get obviously like a vibe for people, but you just like can sometimes glimpse like their interests and, you know, what type of person they are, what type of things they like. And you can kind of match that to you too. So if it is someone who just started new and they're like, oh yeah, I went on like a weekend hike. I checked out this trail and you're also a really big hiker. Then it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe go out of your way to set up time and like get to know them and yeah, make them feel like welcome to the team because you already have something to talk about once you do set up time to get to know them better. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I feel like is so important and something that I am like adamant about is actually participating in like work events outside Mm -hmm. of like, like you show up and you do your job. And I know like a lot of people are like, that's all I'm getting paid for. That's all I'm doing. But I do think it's really helpful to do some of the like extra things. Like if your work's having a party, go to the party and chat to people and, Mm -hmm. you know, have fun, stay late. Don't go overboard because that's, you know, can cause other problems. But I think actually showing up it not only shows your supervisor like that you're interested in, you're a part of the culture, but it also gives you the chance to like talk to people about stuff outside of work, yeah. which can be helpful. Yeah, it's like when you're in school having extracurriculars outside of your class time. You know, mm. like you have your friends, you have your friends in class, then you have your friends on the basketball team you're part of and your friends in, you know, the music band you play in. Like it is just a whole social, like another social layer to your job that if you don't participate or you don't take advantage, then you're missing out in a way or you're limiting Mm -hmm. your full like work experience in a way. So I love that idea. And every, I feel like every company makes some sort of an effort again with remote work, like it might be a little harder and the virtual events definitely aren't the same. They're sometimes a little cringy or, you know, not as an interactive and engaging, but still show up because you never know how great it could go. You know, you never know who you can meet and how much fun you could have. Yeah. And I just feel like it's, it seems so easy to say no and just like do the less effort, but really it's like no Mm -hmm. effort at all to participate. Like if someone asks if you want a coffee or if you want to grab lunch, like say yes, why not? If there's like, I know like my work, we do like a fundraiser walk in the spring Um, not during COVID, obviously, but it's like, do the fundraiser because why not? And you know, my work before COVID, we would do weekly yoga classes and no one would sign up because everyone was like, that's weird. I don't want to do yoga with my coworkers. But I was like, no, I'm doing this yoga. And then me and like the four other girls who signed up, we were like friends because 
we all knew we had this thing in common. It gave us a chance to like yeah. talk and connect. And it's like, but that's the kind of thing that's so easy to say no, no to and just keep sitting at your desk. But yeah, exactly. I love that. I love the yoga class like idea. Yeah. I I know like work from home, like some people are loving work from home and don't want to go back to the office, but I really miss like the social aspect Me of too. the office. Like yeah. I think especially since I live alone, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just so isolating. We're going to the office even a few days a week. Like it's just like yeah, checking in with people or yeah, having those yoga classes and like yeah. organized events and stuff. Like, oh, I miss that so much. <laughs> yeah, this might be ultra nerdy, but if your work doesn't have stuff like that, plan it yourself. Yeah. Like bring it yeah. up and because that's how all of these events at my work got started is someone was like, I know this yoga instructor and she would give us a deal and, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. So even though like maybe you're at work and you're like, we don't do anything and we don't do coffee check-ins and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well then you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And some people just have that vibe about them. Like that camp counselor vibe where they're just like, yes, I will bring like morale up with my team spirit. And Mm. if you are one of those people, like the world needs you. Like, yeah. Bring that to the workplace for sure. Another thing that I always do is once I've worked with someone for a little while and we've had like actual conversations, I will follow them on Instagram because I feel like Mm -hmm. this is a great way to like test the water, see how similar you are, see how much they share. Like obviously probably your first day at work, maybe don't follow your entire team on Instagram because that... yeah is intense. But I think like I was saying, if you've had conversations with them, go for it. Yeah. And I feel, I don't know if it's maybe just because I work in social that people feel the need to talk to me about social media. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. And like a lot of these coffee chats I have with, especially like new team members, I guess even in my role now, since I'm the new team member, like getting to know other people, people will just like, casually mention social media and I feel once somebody kind of mentions their Instagram yeah. it's almost like permission for you to look them up and follow them or yeah. follow them if you've already looked them up kind of thing so I don't know I feel like that comes up in conversation too so just like keep an eye out for that cue and yeah definitely follow them yeah I I feel like it makes it easier too to form a connection because once you follow them on Instagram, you can start replying to their stories or like you can tag them in a work-related meme or something like that. But I also feel like it's maybe a good reminder to not post anything crazy on your social media if it's public. Yeah, that (laughs) You know, like maybe don't post you smoking crack or something illegal because you never know your coworkers are probably going to look you up eventually and be like wow Sadie smokes crack and posts it on Instagram that's wild (laughs) yeah so keep that in mind too like the person you are on your Instagram is you know especially virtually that's how people who are only meeting you through a screen perceive you yeah 100% and I do think 
Well, first of all, actually, I this is something I wanted to say at the very beginning and totally forgot until right now. <laughs> and it'll kind of circle back as long as I don't lose my train of thought. <laughs> but I was going to say that I think the whole idea that you have to view your work team as your family is extremely wrong. And I yeah. don't think like that's what we're pushing on you guys here or no. like trying to advocate for. Like there, it is good to have a separation between work and your life and like your personal life. It's great if you have work besties. This is what I yeah. call my work friends, <laughs> work besties. Um, if you have that for like all the reasons we talked about and whatnot. Yeah. But if you don't feel that and you know, it's not happening happening naturally or, you know, you've kind of tried, but you're just not clicking with anybody. Like, don't feel bad about that. Like, yeah. that is okay. And also if it's very forced and you've tried, you know, like you've given your team a chance by going to these events and stuff and every time you just really, really hate it. If mm -hmm. it's for any reason at all, you know, there's just people who clearly have different values than you or whatever. Like, you don't have to continue to go. This is just yeah. like... If you are looking for more friends in your adult life, this is one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. anyways, the other thing I was going to say is I also think that maybe this is now just me going on a tangent, but social media, like if you have people like you were saying, Tag, who follow you from work, yeah, definitely keep that in mind with what you're posting. Yeah. And I'm not saying like don't hold back on things, but like also do post whatever like you are actually doing in your day to day. Like yeah. obviously if it's like drugs or like <laughs> excessive drinking or, you know, just things that like you probably don't want anybody to see, like not even just people you work with. But mm -hmm. I don't think you need to be like, oh, my coworker follows me on Instagram. So now I have to be extremely professional because it's yeah. like everyone knows everyone is a person outside of work. You yeah. know what I mean? And also keep that in mind when you're viewing other people's content. Like mm -hmm. if they're doing drugs and whatever, you might be like, okay, like maybe you're learning something new about this person. But also if they're like at a party or something, you're like, oh, like don't be surprised by that because we all yeah. have lives outside of work as well. Does this make yeah. sense? Yeah. Did I come back full circle? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I have like my close friends story. So if yeah. there's something that I'm like, I don't know if I want this person at my work to see it, I'll post it to my close friends. But, yeah. you know, most of the time I'm like, who, who cares? Like I realistically, exactly. I don't post anything that dramatic either. Exactly. But like, even if I yeah. was say partying, it's like everyone parties. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, as long as it's not me, like, nude doing a keg stand and, I don't know, <laughs> something very dramatic. Maybe I wouldn't post yeah. that. But. Yeah. I think the perfect example is, like, Nashville. We just went for Tegan's yeah. Bachelorette. Like, I was like, I'll post my trip on my stories. Like, and if people mm -hmm. from work follow me and see it, like okay, you know, we, yeah. again, we weren't doing anything crazy, like nude cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were. <laughs> but it was like, we're having a fun time and I'm not going to yeah. like change that. I don't know. This is just something I feel maybe just passionate about it outside of this context is the world is also changing. Like it is okay yeah. to be your own person outside of work and yeah. work people need to respect that as well. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's also like I remember growing up, they'd be like, you have to have your Facebook private because if they if your employer will go on your Facebook and if they see you have a drink in your hand, they won't hire you. <laughs> you know, where obviously the world isn't like that anymore. But even if you're, say, posting like a really extreme political belief, that will 100 percent impact your hireability if someone's looking which I'm pretty sure most jobs do is if someone mm -hmm. looks at your Instagram and you're like I love the KKK and the person hiring you sees that they probably don't want to hire you anymore yeah so yeah I, it's like the same logic that applies to yeah, everything 100%. I think but yeah. you also brought up a point that I like about your coworkers being your family. And I feel like there are people that you work with who are like you click with, they're your besties. And there are people who you work with who are like, yeah, your friends. And then there are people mm -hmm. who like are just different than you because, you know, everyone's their own person. And mm -hmm. that's like life. I don't think you should have the expectation that you're going to be best friends with every single person on your team because that's just not how it works and you can, yeah, yeah still be like friendly but you're probably not gonna you know text that person on the weekend and hang out yeah exactly yeah and if you only have like one friend at work where you do talk to them after work hours like that is totally fine you know like yeah. you don't need to be a girl gang or like whatever a close-knit group of friends like yeah it's okay yeah and I, I feel yeah. like all of this is just to say, like, be yourself at work and, like, mm -hmm. be yourself on your social media because the more kind of – I think we've talked about this kind of in a generic way before, but, like, the more authentically yourself you are, yeah, you kind of empower other people to be themselves too. And then you know you have things in common when you're both just being yourselves and you're hitting yeah. it off. You know what I mean? You don't want to force it or fake it. And then get yourself in a situation where somebody's like, oh, well, you said you liked this or whatever. And then it comes out down the line that you just said that to try to like be their friend or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a good example of not being yourself, but being yourself always wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think if you're like at work and say like, I never drink and then you're like, well, I do, exactly. but now I can never post on my Instagram me in a bar because I, you know, like don't lie yeah. about stuff that like that. And I think another thing yeah. too, I wanted to bring up was maybe you're a person who doesn't want to make friends at work, which I don't know why yeah. you'd be listening to this episode, but I respect <laughs> the choice. And that's also totally fine. Like if you're like, I want to do my job and then like clock out and that's it. I don't want to like share stuff about my life. Mm -hmm. That's also fine. Like as long as you're, yeah. you know, kind and friendly, no one's going to be like weirded out if you're, you know, saying like, oh yeah, on the weekend I saw friends, you know? So yeah, it's kind of, exactly. you can share however much or however little you want. It's completely like up to you how you want to make these friends. Yeah. I love that. Okay, maybe we'll shift gears a little bit just in case there are people like that that are like, I'm actually here to learn about starting a job remotely. Yeah. 
like, stop this talking next about part of the episode's for you. <laughs> yeah. So we know that lots of people are starting new jobs lately, mm-hmm. um, just like friends of ours. And even if you've just been scrolling on LinkedIn, I'm sure you've seen that tons of places are hiring right now, regardless of industry and position. Just companies are building their teams up post-COVID. So it's really the perfect opportunity for you to make a change in your career if it's to advance it to the next level, if it's maybe to switch industries and just try something totally different because, you know, you've been working the past two years on through COVID in an industry that you really don't love. Maybe it's made you reevaluate your values, your interests, like whatever. Or maybe you just want to shake things up because living in a pandemic, you know, everything becomes the same and you're Mm -hmm. just needing something new to be excited about. So yeah, let's talk about starting a job remotely. Yeah, I feel like the first thing that I wanted to bring up was that you should still celebrate getting a new job. I don't know. 100%. Yeah, like I don't know if you felt this way when you started your job, but for both of my jobs that I started during the pandemic, it didn't really feel like I was starting a new job. Like I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, in the before times. I would like go out for a fancy dinner and like order dessert and a bottle of wine and be like, yes, I'm celebrating. Or I'd like go get a new haircut, buy a new outfit. Whereas when it's in COVID, it's like, okay, I'll just keep sitting in my house. So I think it's important to still celebrate the wins, I guess. Yes. I love that so much. Because it's hard work getting a job. Like you went through probably rounds of interviews. Like you probably sent out so many resumes. Like it is like, yeah, treat it as that grand finale of something you've been working towards for probably months by the time you actually land that job. So I love it. But I Mm -hmm. also felt that way. I think it's kind of like everybody probably knows that first day of school feeling where you're really excited. You know, you get to meet your teacher. You get a first day outfit and, you know, like you are just so excited. You think about what you're going to bring for lunch. Like I would always have that feeling starting a new job and I'd walk into a new office and I'd be like, here I am, you know, (laughs) fresh start. We're at home remotely. It's like you said, it's like, okay, well, apparently I'm talking to different people. It's a different computer, but I'm in the exact same environment. And like, it doesn't feel any different. Those first day vibes aren't there, but I think it's also in your mindset. And I know that's frustrating to hear sometimes, (laughs) but for me, like why I took this job was to just shake things up in my life. Like I just needed something new and something to be excited about. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of approaching it that way, you know, like this is a great time to kind of reestablish my morning routine because Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm logging in at 8.55 every single morning and I'm punctual for our 9 a.m. meetings and I'm on camera as much as possible, which is something else I'll come back to in a minute. But I want to make sure I'm getting up, getting ready as if it's a new job I'm going into the office for, even if it's still remote. Yeah, I love that because... It's like this, if this is your new job, this is what you're going to spend the majority of your time doing. So make it something special. Yeah, 100%. And the other thing that I wanted to make sure I said when we're talking about starting a new job, I don't know. I guess I've spent a few years at every job I've had. So by Mm -hmm. the time I start 
a new one, I kind of forget what it's like to start a new job. Yeah. And I'm always surprised by how long it takes me to get settled in. Mm -hmm. So I just want to remind you guys, especially remotely, that it takes time to get settled. It takes time to know what is going on and for you to you know, actually contribute to do whatever you were hired to do. Mm-hmm. So something I'm constantly reminding myself is there's really like three main pillars of starting a new job. You first need to learn the company and their culture. So, mm-hmm. you know, just like their values and what the, the company is all about. If it's a new industry, mm-hmm. if you're marketing to a new customer or you have new clients, like just learn about the company. Yeah. You also want to meet and get to know the people. So that is something we have already kind of talked about. And then you need to actually learn your job. So the processes of working with other teams, your actual responsibilities, like what you are hired to do every single day, like you slowly learn all of these things, but Mm -hmm. it takes months before you're settled and you're like, okay, I know what's going on. I know who to ask for this question. I know what is expected of me from all these other people. I know where I fit in the process. Like it takes a lot of time (laughs) to get there. Yeah. I feel like something that's important when you're starting a job is making sure because you're not going to know the processes. You're not going to know, I don't know, all the people in the chain of commands. So I think it's important Mm -hmm to know the things that you can control like making sure you're confident with your technology so that you're representing yourself well like if you're getting a laptop say you've only ever worked on pc and you're getting a macbook take the time to figure it out because it's hard for your team to get to know you if like your camera's positioned in a weird way if your wi-fi is cutting out if they're like can you present that document and you can't figure it out and So I feel like while there's so much that you can't control and that's going to take, you know, four to six months to figure out those little things can make you look good and also just make your work day better, I think. Yeah, 100%. The other thing with technology, this is kind of coming back to something I was saying just a minute ago is all about like, you know, having your camera, your mic. You know, Mm -hmm. you're confident with all of that. But guys, if you're starting a new job remotely, my biggest tip is to be on camera as much as possible. And I know so many people are going to hate hearing that. And like, (laughs) I'm with you. There are so like so many days, probably more days than not, that I just want to sit on mute off camera and just, you know, listen, let people do their thing. But if you're new, it's so important for people to be able to put a face to the name Mm -hmm. and to just know that you're there, you know, um, when you're on mute on off video, it's really easy for people to not even know you're there. Mm -hmm. So just want to like really stress that once your tech is set up, be on camera, try to contribute, you know, if it's just in Mm -hmm. small talk, if it's asking questions, like go off mute as much as you can, um, feel the vibe obviously of the meeting, but that was my one thing on the tech piece. (laughs) Yeah, I always have my camera on, literally. Yeah. I don't even know if I can think of a meeting that I've been in where I haven't had my camera on. Yeah. But 
I mean, like oftentimes if it's like a huge meeting where I'm just, you know, there to listen, I'll be on mute. But I do always try to say like, hello, and then say goodbye, like come off mute. Don't just like come into a meeting, camera off, mute, and then leave without saying a single word because. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Something for me though, I have found interesting is the company that I'm at now it has a very different culture Mm -hmm. than the company I was at. And some of these like meetings where historically like everybody would be on camera at my last company. Yeah. It's only the people talking Mm -hmm. that are on camera and people like will be off camera until they go to talk, then they'll go on camera. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of weird because I'm just used to everyone being on camera all Mm -hmm. the time. And if they're not on camera, it's just like, whatever. Yeah. They clearly don't want to be today, but it's never like a bad thing where now I'm trying to feel it out. So I guess Mm -hmm. this kind of goes back to like the company culture. So sometimes I will actually most times I feel like I enter meetings if, especially if they're bigger meetings with no camera on and on mute. And then I'll kind of just once I'm in it, I'll be like, okay, other people are on camera. I'll go on camera or okay. It is more casual. So I'll go on camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of feel it out, but go on camera as much as you can. <laughs> yeah. And I like I think it's fair to say too, if your camera on is going to be a distraction, don't put your camera on because that's gonna make it worse. Yeah. Like if you're gonna have your roommate walk through the background 80 times in an hour-long meeting, don't put your camera on because yeah. it's just gonna annoy everyone. So, so true. Yeah, play it by ear and you know figure it out obviously like if you are say going into a meeting with a bunch of people you don't know enter the meeting with your camera off but then if people are putting their cameras on put your camera on you know exactly yeah and this is kind of segueing into our next point about just communication in general but Mm -hmm. I find starting a new job try to find somebody you can ask questions to yeah it's probably like intuitively your boss or your coworker, like if there's someone who does the same job as you Mm -hmm. or your boss has other direct reports that are kind of like on your team, even if they don't do the exact same job as you, yeah, maybe them, but you can ask them or I encourage you to ask them anything, even if it's a dumb question. Like Mm -hmm. I've gone before going into meetings, I've asked one of the members of my team, like, do people typically go on camera in this meeting? Like, you know, just try to feel it out because if you're just left guessing, like, you know, you could be guessing forever kind of thing. So ask those questions. If it's the dumb ones, if it's process related, if it's, you know, just where can I find this? How do we do this? You know, ask, ask, ask. And another thing that's really helped me is, right up front getting an org chart. So just kind of how the teams are structured. So if you have Mm -hmm. a very specific question, like say it's like a billing question, like I work, you know, on invoicing and stuff at the end of every month, it's like, okay, then maybe find who works in finance that you could ask that question to, or, you know, just like things like that. Or if it's a process question, like try to get your hands on like a flow chart of how processes typically work. Obviously, 
these things are hard to come by. Companies are not that organized. I've yeah. come to learn these documents might not exist. If they do exist, they might be extremely outdated, but ask for them because it might help you get situated and just make you feel more comfortable in your role. Yeah, I think something really important is to set like a standard of communication because I feel like that's a way that you can kind of fumble in your first couple months at a company. So asking questions about like how quickly are you expected to respond to messages and emails? Say Mm -hmm. a coworker emails you, are they expecting a response in the next half an hour? If a client emails you, do you have to say it, send an email saying you received that email yeah. or can you wait until you're sending them whatever they're asking for? Are you expected to be available for video calls randomly or will they always be scheduled? Like I know at my work, we're always supposed to be on camera, but no one ever just calls other people. Right. They'll send yeah. a message and be like, hey, are you available for a call? And you could say like, no, not right now. I can chat in 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, Gives you time to like get ready. Yeah. yeah I like that. Exactly. And find out if your team has a preferred method of communication. Like I've been on a bunch of different teams. Some people were like, here's my phone number. Text me. Some people were like, you can't send me emails because I get so many. I won't see it. Or some one team I was on didn't even have Slack or anything. It was only email. So mm. that's another thing because especially now there are so many different options. Like it's like maybe you're joining a new team and they just call everyone because they're like, it's faster, but you join a different team and they're like, we never call each other. All we do is instant message, you know, like it all yeah. is completely dependent on the company and the company culture. So I think clarifying those little things can make it easier. You also brought up a good point where I feel how you set yourself up for expectations early really dictates the type of person you are like moving forward. So Mm -hmm. for instance, I find already at my job, people are working around the clock and I don't want to do that. Obviously I will when it's really busy, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going into holiday Black Friday. I get it. Yeah. But we're told as a company, you can log off at 2 p.m. on Fridays. and. If I'm getting messages at 4 p.m. on Friday, if I reply to them, you know, then it's setting the expectation that every single Friday when they need me at 4 p.m., I'm there and ready to answer when I don't want to set that expectation. You know, Mm -hmm. like I work during my time that I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to be working and I value work-life balance and won't work outside of those hours. And obviously Mm -hmm. there's certain, like certain, what is the word? exceptions. Yeah. But I think that's a great point is how you start kind of gives people, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm like totally losing my train of thought or can't express this very well, but yeah, it like sets the precedent, I guess. And exactly. Yeah. Like another point I wanted to bring up was that you should be punctual if you're starting a new job because like the, the way you show up is the way people will think of you forever. So if you're late to every single meeting for your first three months, you could be on time for the rest of the time. But I feel like people will be like, "Mm, she was late. And it, it, but it goes the same way the other way. Like I work with people who we have to say when we're done work, 
like we say, we're signing off and then people don't message us past that point. So I see there are mm. people who every single day don't sign off until 8.30 p.m. Which I'm right. like, if that's the life you want to live, you go for it. But that's yeah. not for me. And Exactly. Yeah. It depends to yeah. like different industries and stuff like that. But it's totally fair, especially like the more we work at my job, the more time we get off. But if that's not the case for you and you're like, my contract says I'm working 40 hours, I'm not going to work past that. That's totally fair. Mm-hmm. 100%. I also like the idea of being punctual to meetings because a lot of small talk happens at the beginning of meetings. So yeah. kind of bringing this episode like full circle is sometimes – you know, the small talk is maybe cringy and it's like, how many times am I going to talk about the weather today? (laughs) Yes, it's raining. We know, you know, (laughs) but it's also really great to start building those personal relationships with people through small talk and just, you know, getting a glimpse into people outside of Tegan, the video editor. It's like, oh, this is what Tegan did on the weekend. You Mm -hmm. know, I think that's important too. Yeah. And like I said, it sets a precedent it shows that you are, you know, taking your job seriously. And the same goes for like responding to messages and emails promptly. It shows that you're present, taking your duties seriously. Like I can understand how easy it is if your work starts at 930 and you have a meeting at 10 and you're like, well, I'll just stay in bed until 959 and then no one will Mm -hmm. ever know but then it's like if you miss a message or you miss an email or a call like it doesn't look good for you (laughs) and that's you know you're getting paid to be there so yeah and I think all of us is say like first impressions still matter even when you're starting remotely you know like yeah that's like the best way I feel to wrap it all up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's why you should yeah be punctual like communicate and like set set yourself up for success 100%. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it this week. So thank you so much for listening, especially to all our new viewers. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you, you know, telling your friends to listen. We see you all. And we drop a new episode every single Tuesday. So if you liked what you heard, make sure you are subscribed to us and you follow us so that you see when those new episodes drop. You can also follow us on social media at our golden 20s. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Spotify, TikTok, and we will post there throughout the week and we will remind you when the new episodes drop as well. So you <laughs> never miss it. We also have a Patreon page, which is your best way to show your support for the podcast we put the episodes there early and we put out additional content and that is everything so thank you so much for listening see you next tuesday